Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. You can give us a call, like I said, at 855-450-3733. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, we have, uh, of course, some things that we're going to get to. This is a the, the live Sunday edition. I know that it's hard to believe that there's somebody's providing a live talk show on a Sunday evening, but you're getting it. Um, That's right. They're getting it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so call in at 855-450-3733. You can also interact at the website, freetalklive.com, where you can upload or link to stories, blog posts, videos, whatever you want. People will vote them up, vote them down. You can do the same with theirs. It's a very interactive site. Lots of eyes. Certainly more eyes than, say, posting something on your Facebook page. It's uh, freetalklive.com. To start out tonight, I've got a story here from New Mexico that's just disturbingly weird um Uh-oh. <laughs> a i don't know what you're gonna say mark but i'm ready for it right <laughs> a 58 year old new mexican man has been awarded 22 million dollars in one of the largest ever federal civil rights settlements of its kind for 22 months stephen selvin was held in solitary confinement and never brought to trial Oh, no. He wasn't the victim of the National Defense Authorization Act, which, uh, since its uh, signing uh, last month, gave the president permission to detain Americans without charge. Selvin was arrested in 2005 on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. From then until May 2007, he was essentially forgotten in a small padded cell with no natural sunlight. He was arrested on a DUI and he never got a trial. He was held for 22 months. Yes. That is Alone the story. in solitary. Con- it's it, not fun. I'm just laughing because I'm surprised. Cell. I mean, oh it's crazy. My. Um, wow. And listen to this. I mean, you know, when, when they say forgotten, they don't mean they just left him there. There were certainly prison guards. I mean, people were feeding this man. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> he says the prison guards watched him fall apart mentally and physically. Oh, I they didn't. Yeah, answer that's his, exactly what happened. His pleas for help for nearly two years. Day after day after day, they did nothing, nothing at all to get me any help. He says the, the, the local NBC station prison officials would regularly walk by. But despite his cries, they were unresponsive. Instead, he said they watched him deteriorate. Almost two years after he entered the facility, Selvin was uh, released, and now, nearly five years after being freed, jury in Santa Fe Federal Court awarded him $22 million. The man's attorney says uh, to CNN that uh, shortly before the jury considered a verdict, the county attempted to settle to the tune of only $2 million. The jury came... To their I, own. I hope he gets himself a good therapist with that twenty-two million dollars. I mean, that's but it's really you know the people who actually did this to him, the people in the court system and the police system and the jail, they're not being held responsible. It's the taxpayers who have it's to pay the twenty-two thousand dollar or twenty-two million, excuse me, right. to this guy. They have the, the taxpayers who have no recourse against prison guards and officials in the jail or whatever. They have nothing. There's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can go and vote, but who do you vote for in order to change out, uh, you know, an unresponsive uh, j- jail system? Yeah, you don't. I mean, and often those people are appointed and then they, they hire yep. their underlings to do the dirty work. For and them. once they're appointed, they've got union uh, jobs that yep. make it impossible to get them fired. Exactly. And, you know, and, and when you when you have a job like that, where your responsibility, where, where there's little responsibility for your actions, you're not going to. You're not going to hold yourself to as high of a, a standard, mm. and that's just human nature. When so it doesn't a, matter whether you succeed or fail, well, you know. 
Who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have no incentive to serve their customers because their customers are customers that they're forced to be customers. It's, it's really not the same thing. They don't even have the, uh, a customer. It basically yeah. is what it comes down to. So if you think that you are the uh, you as the taxpayer, the prison guard's customer, think again. Yeah, I mean, ugh, essentially, the customer no. of the prison guard is the prison guard's sergeant. Yeah. And his customer is the prison guard's lieutenant. I mean, I, I don't want to pay. I'm sure this stuff happens all over the place, not just in New Mexico. This is not an isolated incident. And I don't want to pay for it. I wonder in I mean, this is a very long incident. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really stunned by the length of time that this guy was forgotten. And it probably had something to do with his mental health issues. I was about to ask about his socioeconomic status and maybe his color. Yeah, Did that have something to do guy. with it? Okay. Um, but. Just it's it's amazing, um, you so know. I mean, had you'd think that somebody on the, or yeah, he was that... he was depressed in the in the beginning, and you can imagine being locked up in well, a pad itself for twenty two months isn't going to do much. But for But a lot of people are depressed, health. though. I mean, it, if <sighs> if you're not writing the right people, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not particular, I don't know how smart the guy is, right? Sure. Um, Maybe but if he you didn't know his rights. Outside, he yeah. didn't know he had, a, you know, could see an attorney. Did they deny him access to counsel? They, he never had any charges brought against him. Oh right! <laughs> oh my! Wow! So finally, I mean, you know, I mean, the, I've heard it's not uncommon for someone to languish for like six months or more when they are wait, awaiting trial. That is certainly much more likely. And I think a lot of people just get out and they're like happy to get the heck out of there. Sure. Yeah. He wrote many letters to the, uh, the the nurse who wasn't actually a nurse, um, and this all he got was put on you know sort of uh, psychotropic drugs, which of course Ugh. I don't think make you particularly clear either. So, no, no. You know, he was just suffering and surviving oh. in there as opposed to trying to do something to, to get out. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm certain a lot of people um, have the same situation. For instance, let's take... Uh, well, Bradley Manning. I mean, look at what happened to Bradley Manning. He was held in solitary confinement for about the same... Yeah. And there were a lot of people, um, you know, uh, out there... Uh, you know, writing letters and doing all kinds of things in order to get to get him out. But I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about the difference between people who are on death row versus the people who have life in prison. Mm. People on death row are like 20 times as expensive as a person in life uh, that has life because of all the court cases and that kind of thing. Sure. Because they're trying to avoid, uh, you know, being put to death. And there's these mandatory court cases and all this stuff. And a lot of people working on, you know, getting the, the death penalty turned over. Mm-hmm. And so they cost significantly more than people who have uh, life in prison. And I want, you know, people in life in prison gen- generally just go in. They don't file that many suits. They just do their time. I know I spent eight and a half years in prison and I spent some time with some, you know, lifers. And I know that yeah. they're you know, just kind of doing their time until whatever happens. Mm. And, you know, maybe they'll get out when they get really old or maybe they'll die and they don't know and they don't care. But they don't really do anything about it. They, you know, well, they, that's also not the greatest for mental for someone's mental health or morale, you know, to be around a lot of people who are extremely hopeless and depressed and have really nothing going for them. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, prisons aren't supposed to be nice Contagious. places, right? <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Um, sure, but imagine if you're in there and you're wrongly accused or whatever, you know. Well, and uh, Yeah, I mean, once you've got the life sentence, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much it for you. You can uh, yeah. you know, try to do whatever. I'm just saying that a lot of, pe- a lot of people don't do anything within the, uh, the system to try to get out, whether they're, yeah. um, you know, wrongly convicted or rightly convicted or whatever. And this guy's no different because, uh, you know, usually in the prison system, you're talking about people who... Are dealing with mental health issues. They're um, not particularly the, the they're not the sharpest pencil in the box uh, in a Maybe lot of cases. Maybe don't have the coping skills to deal with things without 
using violence or impulsive. Maybe. All these things yeah. certainly make it true. But this guy, I mean, I'm I'm stunned. 22 months in jail and oh, no one guy. ever did anything about it. The jail oh. guards never said to themselves, hey, what did we bring this guy, this crazy guy in for? Um, I mean, nothing. No one took responsibility at all. And it's just, a, it's it's amazing. Um, you know? And I think that this, uh, this 22,000... Um, Even if someone had tried million. to take responsibility for them, I mean... The people who work for the government are wonderful at passing the buck. Well, it's not my department. I'll have to uh, call over to this one. And then they're only, they leave at four o'clock. So you have to call back on Monday. And, Once you, know. you get a staffer in on something, you can get, you can get things done. I mean, there's a, there's, there's always relationships that allow uh, people to go around the bureaucracy. And I've seen that many, many times. But um, the yeah, county isn't yeah, happy about the uh, the ruling of twenty two million dollars. They're uh, appealing it, and uh, you know this guy who's you know got his mental health issues is old and uh, um, you know had to pull one of his own teeth out because in the cell because he couldn't get dental care. Um, oh my, <laughs> this guy that's terrible. still isn't going to get. I mean, it's been the federal court has ruled on it. He's still not going to get anything. Because, so he he doesn't have his paycheck yet. No, the basically because they're appealing it. Yeah, yeah, they're going to move on, oh, and you know whatever. They're going to do. Let it's, this guy have some dignity. Finally, let him have some peace. I mean, it's, did they seem uh, very concerned about this man's dignity? No, <laughs> no, no, of course not. Yeah. So the uh, the ACLU got involved and it got some stuff done. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's just pathetic reading some of the things he wrote to the nurse and just trying to get some kind of help. How do people justify this? Are they like, know. yeah, this happens. It, it's normal. Can you justify this? Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Eight fifty five four fifty free. That's the SACL toll free call in line. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's Mark with you and Stephanie. It's live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in at eight five five four five zero three seven three three with the, anything you'd like to talk about. That's one of the things we do here on Free Talk Live. You know, before we go on here, I want to tell you about ManVentureOutpost.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting shooting or survival gear manventureoutpost.com's got it for you they've got knives ammunition scopes binoculars laser sights tactical flashlights fish finders boating equipment anything you need for the outdoors person manventureoutpost.com's family owned members in good standing the better business bureau the prices over there are incredibly low that's that is the unique selling proposition of manventureoutpost.com they've got everything you need and they've got it at rates that are incredibly low so before you buy anything for uh, outdoor activities check out manventureoutpost.com first and when you do buy 
And you will after you see the prices. Get, use coupon code <laughs> FTL and get an additional 5% off. That's uh, just FTL when you check out at manventureoutpost.com. Let's go. Stephanie, let's go to the phones here. We got uh, All right. Carson calling in from Columbus, Ohio. Carson, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, um, I want to say good evening to Stephanie. I've listened to her before, and I think she has some interesting things to say. Thanks, Carson. Nice to meet you. And also, I wanted to thank Mark for laughing at my uh, cliche comment last night. Which one was that? Ian, Ian I said... Uh, I would always want to say long time call, uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> and Ian kind of zinged me as being cliche, and I admit it was. But I was very nervous. My hand was shaking. Yes, it is, it is it nerve-wracking is. to call in on talk shows. I mean, I do it sometimes on this local station here in town. Mm-hmm. Now, consider my station, my, my show is on uh, more than 100 radio stations across the country, <laughs> probably got more than 100,000 listeners in a week, plus the 2XM channels and all those things. And when I call in onto a local AM station where maybe, you know, I don't know, a few hundred people are listening tops, I get nervous. And yeah. I, think, I think Ian sometimes underestimates that. And I think he's a great guy. I would love to meet Ian, and I'm going to try and make it up for uh, Porkfest this year. Not sure if financially I will be able to, as I mentioned last night, broke college student. But, um, Indeed. So what's I understand, person. I've been there. And uh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So um, I am a member of the Occupy Columbus movement. And okay. I promise this is not a call for a plug because I know you hate it when people do that. This is a call to say that while I was on the Facebook page, I saw this thing about a man being tased in D.C. And I thought it was going to be the guy went berserk, got tased, and people were upset. But what I saw, and I tried to post it to you, submit Chopra, but I'm having some trouble. Um, I'm going to, after I get off the phone, I'm going to try and focus on that. But what I saw was this, is a YouTube video for someone who had their hands raised above their head, and they showed the police going through the D.C. encampment, handing uh-huh. out the uh, violation things, the civil violation things. Mm-hmm. And then you hear this guy say, why are you approaching me? Why are you walking up on me? And then you see the camera pan, and this gentleman is holding his hands over his head, clearly nonviolent, uh-huh. clearly asking the cops why they're coming towards him. And then he reaches to like put his hands down or something, it's not clear what he's doing, uh, and the police all of a sudden have the stun gun out. All of a sudden, they tase him. He's flopping down on oh the ground, my. looking like a fish. Oh. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. I it's, apologize. It could be funny yeah, to see. No, it's descriptive, and uh, that's what happens when you have like 50,000 volts of electricity going and through I your body. I have to say that I know this is not going to be the popular view. I do support tasers for certain situations. Sure. And, I do, too. Uh, it's, uh, I'd rather get tased than hit in the head with a big black stick. stick. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I, I get that, but I just think that, that they can be used woman. too quickly as pain yeah. compliance. As pregnant, They're certainly as abused a lot. A woman who got hit in the stick, and I hear she might have miscarried, as happened in yeah. Oakland. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, we read uh, about that. But I'm not talking about that because I don't have my facts on that. Um, but so basically what I was saying is the guy's joking there, and the people are blowing, I think people that are blowing a whistle. It's hard to uh, it's hard to hear uh, who's blowing what whistle. Yeah, everything's it's really difficult. Um, but then the crowd is asking, "Why stop? Don't do this!" They're saying, "Don't do this!" And then it goes like that for about fifteen seconds. Then they get them up and they're fighting them. 
and they're yelling, why are you arresting him? Why are you arresting him? Why are you arresting him? And somebody must have said disorderly, because then the gentleman says, saying, what is my disorderly conduct? I was peaceful. What is my disorderly conduct? Mm-hmm. And they're leading him to the cop car, and the people are following him, and you can imagine the scene. Yeah, and I can only imagine the what scene. what they are yelling is, what's your badge number? They're asking for identification, mm-hmm. for badge numbers. The cops, this one cop had this little, like, smug little look. Now, sure. I might have been imagining it, but I really think I saw it. I'll let people judge for themselves on that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, they put him in the cruiser, and they keep yelling, like, and one guy was being, I won't bet one guy is being a bit of an idiot. You can say idiot, can't you? Yes, you can yeah. say idiot. Uh, okay, I don't want to say a word <laughs> that can't be said. Um, he was saying, oh, that's a, you know, that's a lawsuit, that's a lawsuit. And I, while I agree, that's not really very conducive. And I would have, if I would have been there, I said, I would have said, this dude, just shut up. <laughs> You're being a jerk. Just so shut where up. does one see this video? Um, it is posted on YouTube, so I imagine it, but it is also on the Occupy Columbus Facebook. It was posted by a man named Andrew Stamus, so it's on the first page. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and get it moved to the top somehow, um, and I'm also going to put something on the page with another link. All right, so Occupy Columbus, if uh, you want to see the video. Uh, Thank you you very much for the call, Carson. I appreciate it. Thank you. 855-450-3733. Let's uh, go to, to Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live's live Sunday edition with uh, Mark and Stephanie. Hello. Uh, sorry, I'm a little out of breath. I'm recovering. No, it's, it's all right. If you recovering from what? This is interesting. What surgery? Oh, oh, I, I'm so I'm so sorry to hear that. I thought you said you something else. Um, oh, no surgery. No surgery? Well, at least they left you something, right? Deviated septum? Yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll breathe better now, Nick. It's amazing. They take pieces away from you and charge you for it. That's what surgery is. (laughs) Well, uh, actually, that's related to what I'm going to talk about. Okay. Uh, I'm about a week or two behind on podcasts, and in that time, the topic of circumcision came up again. Uh, Oh, yes. The dreaded topic. Speaking as someone who is happy to be circumcised, I take a little offense at the way it is sometimes talked about on Free Talk Live and Prometheus Unchained. Being against infant circumcision is one thing because, you know, the, the baby can't consent, but the way it's talked about sometimes on Free Talk Live and Prometheus Unchained makes it sound like I'm supposed to think of myself as some horribly scarred, mutilated victim. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm happy to be circumcised because I know two people who were not circumcised as infants. One remains uncircumcised, the other got an adult circumcision and is that the music I need Nick, well, let's uh, talk about this yeah, more. I have something to say. Talk about it just a just a just a second. Please hold the line. And when you when you come back, please try to talk directly into the phone. It was getting a little difficult to hear you. I know you just had ner- nose surgery, but got to hear, got to hear. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Your thoughts on circumcision are welcome. DigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Thetis Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. 
Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. It's uh, the Sunday live Sunday edition with Mark. And Stephanie. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. You know, the ho- now that the holidays have come and gone, it's time to get serious about your New Year's resolutions. For 2012, resolve to protect your most valuable asset, your family. Daily, we hear about all the crazy things happening around the world, whether it's unemployment, food shortages, natural disasters, inflation, riots in the street, governments changing. You never know what um, is going to happen that might disrupt the food supply or make it so that you can't leave your house. You know, if blizzard hits, it'd be nice to have some food on hand. For my preparation, I recommend wisefoodstorage.com. Wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious ready-made meals. Of you know all different sorts, they've got big chunks of vegetables in there and meat. Many of these, uh, you know, these prepared foods don't have meat in them at all. And you know, it's nice to have a little calorie-rich animal flesh when you're uh, stuck in a blizzard. I suppose. Not that I've you know experienced that uh, myself, but <laughs> they're in individual metal mylar pouches. Uh, you can just add water to the pouch; it prepares itself right in the pouch. It has a 25-year shelf life. They come in a big plastic totes. You can stack them up in the garage, the the cellar, wherever it's convenient for you. You can get a free entree sample, test it out, see how they're packaged, take a look for yourself. Just go to wisefoodstorage.com. Right at the top of the page in the center is uh, the you know the offer to get the free entree sample to get a little information for you. Or you can call 855-FOODWISE. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Get the free sample. Once you've tried it and you know that it's for you, order when you do, use coupon code FTL. Um, you'll need to let them know when you get the free sample where you heard it from. And, uh, you know, Free Talk Live is the place. But uh, use promo code FTL. Get uh, free shipping on any order. And this is bulky, so you're going to want that. It's peace of mind comes with every order. It's the greatest gift you can give the loves you the ones you love is wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. So we were talking to Nick in Illinois about um, circumcision and his uh, feelings that is not exactly portrayed properly on Free Talk Live. Go right ahead and uh, with your critique, well. By the Nick. way, that's why everybody's always free to call in Indeed. if they disagree. Yeah. Um, so as I was saying, I'm happy to be circumcised because I know two people who are not, and I've heard stories from them uh, that make me glad. They've talked about things tearing, things breaking. It all sounded very horrible. And in particular, the one who got a circumcision as an adult uh, talked about what a stark contrast it was between having and not having a foreskin. And he even, you know, just to show the extreme other end of the argument, mm-hmm. he went so far as to suggest to me, uh, half-jokingly, that not getting your infant circumcised should be considered a form of child abuse because you're forcing them to have to deal with the awful surgery and recovery once they're old enough to remember it. And by that time, apparently, the recovery is also much worse. So the reason that, that he got... Um, circ- I'm just just trying to flesh this out. The reason he got himself circumcised because it's very interesting. I mean, you know, there's there are people that that do this. Most people don't get the option, and I think that that's the to me that's the single biggest crime about this. But he yeah. went ahead and did it on his own, and he did it for no religious or uh, you know sort of philosophical reasons. It had nothing to do with anything that was religious. Uh, not at all. Okay. No, it was, be- it was it was because of uh, certain issues that I think are uh, uh, not FCC friendly. Well, I mean, um, I'd, I'd love to hear these issues, and you can be as clinical about them as as uh, you can. I mean, we're not do- we're not being prurient here, um, so you know we're we're within right. the the bounds of what the FCC has to say. I mean, if this is a, of a medical nature, then it's of a medical nature. Okay. Well, 
One uh, example of a, a horror story that I heard was from the person who remained uncircumcised, who uh, in the uh, middle of intercourse with his girlfriend, his frenulum snapped. Oh. And uh, there Ouch. was a, a lot of I'm blood. looking up friendly, frenulum. Of... Hold on. It, it's like, you know how on your tongue there's a little piece of uh, yeah. skin that holds it to the bottom of your mouth? That's the other part. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm familiar with that one. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so that's, Nick, that, that sounds really painful. I mean, that, I, you can't deny that. But, you know, people's earlobes get uh, infected. They can, you know, ear piercings can rip. All kinds of stuff can happen. But does that mean that everybody's earlobe should be removed at birth so they don't remember it? I mean, I don't, I don't think that argument really makes too much sense to me. I just wanted to present the other side of that. My issue right. mm-hmm. in particular but, is wait, wait, the Nick, way... I wanted to hear about the guy who, I mean, a, a, an individual who will go about getting a circumcision for non-religious reasons is a very unusual individual. And I want to hear why that guy decided to do it. Uh, um, hmm. Well, his his reasons were... Oh, how could I uh, dress this up? Uh, he he encountered certain frustrations in his sex life that uh, caused him a lot of fear, and he had had uh, negative experiences with with. Uh, I don't really know exactly how the physics work, but I, I take his word for it that there were problems he had, and they were severe enough that he uh, avoided sex for a good portion of his life. And then they, all those problems were were fixed once he uh, had the circumcision. He also mentioned that he didn't like the uh, uh, how, how messy it would get with the foreskin and uh, troubles with cleaning it. Uh, so there were various reasons. And yeah, I mean, I, I uh, well, you know, I I'm seen... a woman, but like we all have soap. It's it's 2012, you know. It's... Well, I mean, whatever his reason is, is his reason. It was it's valid for sure. him. I, what um, I find interesting is, you know, I mean, some some people's foreskins can be too tight and can make the yep. you know the process of it's erection phimosis. Very, what is it called? Phimosis. It's uh, very painful to have an erection, and you know, in that case, seems to me like it's a good idea to go ahead and get yourself a circumcision. I wonder whether it can also be um, treated without circumcising the person. It can it can be stretched and. As I understand it, I, you know, I, I would not propose to say. I mean, it's I, circumcision. I think is a is a process that uh, people, you know, that are able to make that decision. Maybe thirteen on up should be able to make those decisions for themselves. And yep. um, it's the well, routine. A point I want to stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the point I want to stress is: please don't talk about circumcision like it's some kind of horrible mutilation because i was listening to prometheus unchained uh, a couple weeks back that's another um, radio another program that uh, is on the uh, lrn.fm network yeah hosted by uh, dale mm-hmm. and um well it was more than a couple weeks back uh, they were talking about a porn star named james dean and dale just sort of offhandedly commented to his co-host neil about the, oh sorry neil but he is um mutilated Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I don't think of myself as mutilated. I don't want to be thought of as mutilated. I'm happy with the way I am. And it, well, I'm not even... Nick, there's oh, there's one thing about... Okay, I, I understand, like, it's great to be happy with what you have. Because really, like, when you're an adult, you have no control over something that may have happened to you when you're a baby. And, like, that's great. Accept yourself and love yourself. But you can accept yourself and love what you have 
while still admitting that something was done to you without your consent that may not have been what you would have wanted. I being born a boy either. Well, sure, but that doesn't that has your nothing to do with circumcision. Your parents didn't make that decision, though. That was, uh, you know, the that was a, a, a Y chromosome sperm hit an X. Well, of course, all eggs. Yep. Um, X chromosome egg. Um, all eggs are X chromosomes, and mm-hmm. uh, ta-da, biology. you are what you are. Um, yeah, we get a little biology one honors here on Free Talk Live this evening, <laughs> and um, you know, I mean, that's that's not your parents' issue. They. I, I, well, let me put it this way: I do think it's wrong if the child eventually decides that it was wrong. I eventually decided that it was not wrong, so I see there as being no issue there. And I don't think that if I ever had a boy, I don't think I would have him circumcised because I do think it's more important for him to have that choice. I consider myself lucky that I happened to like uh, what what was done to me. Yeah, you know, and to some extent, I think there's. um, I I think there's. You know, I mean, people are going to be well-adjusted. People are going to be happy with the way they are. So one or find a way to be happy, right? One wonders, Nick, if if in a world where this had not happened to you, then you know, what what would you be thinking about that? Yeah, there's. It's one thing. I don't lose sleep over it either, man. (laughs) It's one thing to be happy, but it's another thing to deny that something wrong might have happened to you. So I don't know. Nick, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. 855-450-3733. You really can talk about anything on Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk Live, 855-453. It's the sacred toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. 855-450-3733. We are taking your calls. Check out freetalklive.com. We have archives there going back for, she's like five years uh, till 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely free. All the other shows out there are going to charge you money to get them on their little podcast list. I'm sure they don't have shows going back that far. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a member of all their little lists paying for all that stuff. Free Talk Live, though, gives it to you completely free. You can go there at archives.freetalklive.com. Download to your heart's content. We make it easy for you. Let's go to Tony in Illinois listening on XM. Uh, Tony, you're on Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. Hi, Mark. Hi, Stephanie. I love Pork Therapy, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Pork Therapy is my show. P-O-R-C-Therapy.com if people want to listen. Okay, what I want to bring up tonight is uh, the ugly story that's reared its head once again over the last 24 to 36 hours uh, concerning Ron Paul and his uh, newsletter. I guess what's happening now is they've trotted out the uh, man who actually runs that, and he's claiming that he actually had face-to-face meetings with Dr. Paul about the newsletter and uh, that 
Dr. Hall was aware of exactly what was in the newsletter. Now, my question what's the, is Hold on. This. What's the name of the person? What is the name of the person that's making this, uh, this oh, claim? Uh, I, I've heard it twice on the radio. I haven't uh, gone to the internet and is read it. Is it James so uh, something? Uh, Mark, you read a story on the air uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even like a month ago, mm-hmm. where a reporter from Fox, somebody had posted anonymously one of the articles that had a byline. It was like a scan of one of the old newsletters. Mm-hmm. And it had a person's name on it. Yeah, I'm not remembering the the author's name, but this right. was this sounds like the editor of the newsletter. I'll do some research. Who I right believe now. <laughs> I know the name of the edi- editor of the newsletter, and it doesn't seem like a guy who would be um, saying things like Dr. Paul knew all about that. It seems right, like a guy that would take a bullet, the, if, even the, if it wasn't true. The latest accusation was that it wasn't. <laughs> it was not Lou Rockwell who was one of the editors. I okay. guess it was this guy James something or other, and I'm going to look up his name. Okay. right now. Go right ahead. And, and they're saying that, uh, you know, that, doc, that they explained to Dr. Paul the best way to get the message out to extreme people like that was through direct, direct mailings like his. My questions are, uh, who is behind this exactly? Is this a Romney doing sort of a Don Corleone uh, taking care of all family business right here in Florida so that nobody has a chance coming out of Florida? Because we're coming up with some uh, interesting races where I think that Dr. Paul actually has a chance oh, yeah. to uh, get ahead. Uh, I would agree. Or is this the, R- is this the RNC just uh, doing a scorched earth to make sure that he doesn't get to uh, to uh, start his own third party if, if things doesn't go his way necessarily? It's speculation. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, I mean, there, uh, there are all kinds of reporters would love to break the story, too. I mean, every single one of the candidates has been called a racist during this uh, this run, including Barack Obama and Herman Cain. Um, I mean, Herman Cain was called a racist against black people. I, I don't oh. understand how that could be, but that was but that, that's what they said. So I think it's interesting that they make the biggest deal about Ron Paul's uh, situation when nobody now I mean if Ron Paul is this seething bigot that they that they you know what many would like us to believe why in the world isn't there a single statement of his that sounds bigoted why are there black people all over who have had uh, interactions with Ron Paul that say that man this is you know this is a loving guy I mean usually bigots are pretty easy to pick out. I mean, he is just the the gosh darn um, you know most underground bigot I've ever heard of. If he's a bigot, exactly. And like I've always said, uh, I've never heard the word racist more than since we came together as a country and actually elected the first uh, black man as president. I've never heard the word racist used as much in my entire life, and I'm almost fifty years old. Yeah, it's um, you know, I I would say that there's this, a, min- a minority, a small minority of people who are really sort of upset that a black man runs the United States, but I don't think it's a very large percentage of the population. I mean, I just I I haven't met that many people that uh, that say those things and feel that way. Okay, well, I absolutely dread a Mitt Romney. Uh candidacy as oh, the yes. uh, Republican nominee. <laughs> yeah, that so would if, be it's, if it's awful. Mitt Romney against uh, Barack Obama, um, what are you going to do? I mean, I'd like Not to ask vote. you a question. <laughs> how, how would Barack Obama possibly debate Dr. Paul? How could he debate him? Oh, I, I think that would be, uh, yeah, I'd love to see, I, as much as you, would love to see uh, Dr. Paul, Ron Paul be the, the Republican nominee. I hope that that's the case, and I think that there's a chance. I think he is the best situated candidate uh, for that. But I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, at this point, it looks like Romney appears to be the lead horse. 
So uh, real quickly, oh, I'd like to jump board. in. I'd like to jump in here. I, I pulled up this article really quickly uh, from USA Today saying um, a uh, Ron Paul on Friday, Friday flatly denied a Washington Post report that he was deeply involved in the company that produced provocative racially charged newsletters and that he signed off on articles. Uh, Paul, it says uh, Renee Hathaway, a former secretary. What company? <laughs> Oh, I guess it would be the Ron Paul report or something. There were only eight newsletters out of 144, I think, or 288. I mean, it was a maybe it was incorporated. I I don't know. It was 20 years worth of newsletters that came out on a monthly basis and eight of them or nine, nine of them, nine of them had racist statements. I mean, this is this is how the media portrays this crap. It's it it was mostly a financial really run with this. Yeah. I mean, uh, Okay, so it says it was his number. It was, excuse me, it was his newsletter. It was under his name, so he always got to see the final product. Renee Hathaway, a former secretary in Paul's company, told the Post he would proof it. Paul told CNN on Friday she's made that story up. It's completely false. Then the Post reported that Eric Dondero Rittberg, I knew that's who we it was. know this name, a former longtime Paul aide, said he witnessed Paul proofing, editing, and signing off on the now, newsletters. Now, Eric Dondero did not work for. This is a this is a GD lie. Eric yeah, Dondero I don't did believe not a work. word this guy says. He is he a famous work, troll. He didn't he, work for Ron Paul at the time the newsletters came out. So I mean, now he, to, to claim that he saw he witnessed this happen. I know maybe Ron Paul brought. In the practice of proofing his newsletter after he had this trouble, I, I suppose that's possible. But for Eric Dondero to suggest that he saw Ron Paul doing this, but then at the same time saying, "Hey, I wasn't there," you know, in different mm-hmm. articles, I, you know, this guy and his relationship to the truth have seemed to be very, very elastic over time. Well, I mean, absolutely. he's the kind I mean, of Republican clearly... that believes that you bring freedom to people in the Middle East by dropping bombs on them. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's, I, I don't believe a word he says, but unfortunately, he somehow has some contacts in the media and he's getting this uh, press attention. Yeah, he's so he it's was a real upset problem. that he was kicked out of the leadership of the Republican Liberty Caucus and he has been just angry and mean since then. Yeah. I knew that I was going to hear the word, uh, the, the yeah, name Eric yeah. Dunder. So I just knew I was. So, I mean, we can, as as people who are kind of more in the know, I guess. Eric Dundero is more than welcome to call in um, and discuss this. I'd, I'd love uh, to have a little time with him uh, regarding this. It's 855-450-3733. But, you know, everything I've seen about the guy, is it seems like he's angry and his relationship to the truth is uh, somewhat elastic and yeah and is universally uh sort of called out and disliked by libertarians who are trusted you know tony thoughts uh nothing else to add other than uh, just remember republicans that mitt romney is exactly the man that barack obama wants to run against yep he sure is they, they have they haven't even brought up the white horse prophecy or any of the mormon stuff he, he I think that I think I would if I was Barack Obama, I'd rather run against Gingrich, but maybe not. Um, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking about two really <laughs> wow. weak candidates. Um, and, and I don't you know, know why Republicans these... are so excited about both of these uh, guys are basically supported socialized medicine. And one of them supported well, right. cap and trade, too. I mean, really? What do you care about getting a Republican in if they're going to support everything that the Democrat supports? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank thanks, you. Tony. Thank you. Uh, give us, uh, thanks for giving us a call. 855-450-3733. You know, you may have said this when I, you were, I was researching, Mark, but 
it seems like all of the other candidates, there's a news story that comes out every single week that's negative about them, you know, whether it's whatever Romney releases tax returns mm-hmm. and people are mad that he didn't pay a lot of taxes. Ooh, big shock there. Yep. And he makes like $52,000 a week or something like that. And uh, he bets people $10,000 to do something stu- silly. Sure. And Newt Gingrich has the whole, you and know. the stories die. It, yeah, yeah. But they have to keep resurrecting the one on Ron Paul. Exactly, because that's the find... only thing they have. Right. And, and they don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. They do not. Have, where's the video? I mean, this guy has a 12-term U.S. representative. I mean, he speaks mm-hmm. everywhere all the time. He runs for office. I mean, there's no video of him saying one bigoted thing. Not one. I mean, if you're going to call the man yeah. a bigot, please give me some proof. Not a newsletter well, that was g- put out in his name. I guess the implication is that a bigot would not want to admit that they were a bigot because nowadays it's out of fashion or something like this that. This was but, 20 years ago. Well, sure. And people can change. And lately I've seen him just disavowing racism and bigotry. These and of course of he him, wants to end the drug war. He's so. got pictures with Martin Luther King Jr. What kind of bigot mm. is going to go hanging around with MLK? Sure. It's crazy. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Call in with your opinion. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat, not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about what you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. Let's, uh, Stephanie, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the show about your calls, so let's get into the calls here. But real quick, I want to tell people about uh, freetalklive.com, where you can go and uh, check out all the listening options. Not only are we on more than 100 great radio stations, 2XM channels, uh, you know, satellite options, uh, of course there's the, the web options, but uh, listen lines too. You can call in and from any phone and listen to Free Talk Live right over the phone if you can't get us in, in any other fashion. Let's go to... Beaver, calling from Arkansas. Beaver, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, two things. One is Ron Paul is the only American running for president, and as far as I'm concerned, or the only one that puts America first. I see. Okay. Now, secondly, I'm Native, Native American. All right. And I was I'm born here, too. Circum- I'm not circumcised or civilized. <laughs> but I know Sometimes well that's a good thing, not to be civilized. <laughs> I know well enough to wash it when it needs it, like every day. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think it's, you wash uh, it's good advice. You wash your butt, you wash that too. Yeah. Good Absolutely. advice. <laughs> and uh, I don't know anyone that has problems that with that 
particular, I don't know, this cracking and whatever. I don't understand. Uh, you know, I mean, with, with... It seems to me that humans went through millions of years of evolution, and there must be a reason why it was there, you know? Well, I mean, when you have no clothes on, it would be nice to have a little covering for the uh, for that sensitive part. Sure. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's the purpose of it. And, you know, I, I, I think as a medical procedure that circumcision should not be ruled out. Um, and at the same time, but people I, should have a choice about it. I, 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 yeah, I think sure. they do. I think they should. I think it's cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, just, uh, you know, just t- cutting people's parts off. Yeah. Yeah. It. So, Beaver, I, I have a question. Um, you said that you're a Native American. Are you um, can you tell me more about like about that like what um what's your heritage like because there's a lot of different types of native americans right mm-hmm. lots You're of nations right. i'm a yavapai okay and what's that yavapai yavapai mm-hmm. and uh do you uh, live with other yavapai or like where do you live yes i moved off the res i moved off the res a long time ago mm. um how do i say this I'm real happy out here with you white people. <laughs> <laughs> was that, what was it about the reservation you didn't like? <clears throat> the drunks? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of alcoholism there. Yeah. Um, and, um, and many different um, Native American reserva- reservations, yeah. yeah poverty. Indians are genetically sensitive to alcohol. Mm-hmm. And that's been exploited over the years, which is the downfall of the whole problem. Yeah, of course, so, the, the U.S. government has treated us well too. Well, that's a f- ironic, yeah, this is a sarcastic statement. <laughs> First, it was bad, and now it's uh, you know, there's you know, even even getting a, a little check from the the government isn't you know, it's not it's not particularly being treated well because then you get dependent on the check and you just sort of live. Well, I mean, Jesus, you know, they stole all of their land. I mean, it's it, it, there's a history of white people stealing Native people's lands. And then not compensating them for it, and then saying, "Oh, they're a bunch of drunks. They're in poverty." Well, yeah, they they had everything taken from them. <laughs> it's it's terrible. Well, yeah. Anyway, enough said. I just All had right. to get my two cents worth in. Thanks, Thanks Beaver. Beaver. Appreciate the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Call in with whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Adam in Canada. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? evening, folks. I've been hearing about this Ron Paul and a racist new letter thing for the last five or six years, and it's just the horse that's been beaten very thoroughly to death. Uh, but all, of the, all the time that uh, they've been ha- uh, badgering him over this, Mitt Romney's been going around saying uh, an old KKK slogan in his speeches. Have you heard about this? No. What's no. the old KKK well, slogan? stories out there. You can find them on RT, Washington Post, New York Daily News, Huffington Daily Cost, about uh, all, all kinds of different blogs are talking about how he's been saying, keep America American uh, repeatedly. Oh, he wow. In a six-minute news break, he said, keep America a uh, shining city. Yeah. So he's still flipping up at that. And uh, even M- M- MSNBC was the only mainstream uh, news outlet on TV to report on it. And then they had to uh, retract it. With Chris Matthews comes out and apologizes, calling it irresponsible, incendiary, and appalling lack of judgment. And it was never disproven. It's completely true. But you can't speak that. Did Mitt Romney just, did he think of that? Or did one of his writers think of that by themselves and, like, not realize it was associated with the KKK? I don't think that's been made clear. Okay. Now, wasn't, uh, now Mitt Romney's dad, and I don't remember the guy's name, but um, he... 
wasn't he integral in getting black people recognized by the uh, Mormon, Mormon church? church? Because the Mormon church was very bigoted up until, I think it was like the 70s, yes, maybe early black 80s. black people could not hold the priesthood in the Mormon church until the 1970s. The priesthood, in the, in the, I mean, uh, more the like priesthood holders are like, I don't know, they can do certain things within the church. Elders, and I think it, it's only men or it was only men or something mm-hmm. like that. Adam? But again, if religion is a form of oppression, that may or may not be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I think religion, if we can take a look at trends, and I don't know for certain, but, but it, it looks like religion's good. going out, um, at yes. least in Western uh, culture. Not fast enough. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I think that there's... You know, I mean, I think that religion has played a role in history, and and you can point to the good stuff, you can point to the bad stuff, but it does seem to be a way for people to artificially separate themselves from other people. And well, so is nationalism. I mean, the the, the statement of "Keep it's America kind of American" faith. is a very nationalistic statement, and it just it doesn't even really make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it depends yeah. on how you would define American. It's just one of those. Truisms that right. Mr. Romney wasn't the United States government at war with the uh, Mormon nation there for um, you know about a hundred years ago. Was the, was the Mormon nation keeping America American? Was your dad born in Mexico? I mean, what what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, Adam. I'm sorry, I thought you were trying to say something there. That's fine, Mark. Thanks anyway. Uh, it's kind of a stark example, a contrast between how one person shines a light on Mitt Romney and the yes, hits the fan, and everybody keeps badgering Ron Paul about something he didn't say six years ago. Right. Well, they're trying to find bad things to say about all the candidates, and they can find new stuff every week about... I'm all for vetting people, but you've got to keep the balance. Well, you know, there's another irony here. The the balance is the problem on this one is that they're happy to come out with a new story about Ron Paul every couple few weeks about this racism story, but it's the only thing they talk about the guy for. Uh, There was a CNN, there was a, you know, uh, they were were talking about the post-game show in one of these debates, and Ron Paul was mentioned one time versus, you know, Newton Mitt. Were rich, were mentioned ninety times. I mean, here's a guy who came in third in Iowa, second in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. In New Hampshire, he beat. Uh, you know, I mean, Romney, excuse me, uh, Gingrich and Santorum both got sub ten percent. Ron Paul yeah. beat them handily. And I saw a picture of uh, like a screen capture of one of these polls that was put up by a mainstream news website, and it said about the South Carolina debate, it said, um, putting aside Ron Paul, who do you think won? Or something right. like that. It had all the other options to vote for. You're not allowed to pick Ron Paul. Just total, so many dirty tricks. And, it, 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 you know, there's, there's, Mark, there's another irony here that I want to point out, and that is that, you know, Ron Paul is being called a bigot for these newsletters that were printed 20, 30 years it's ago. It's a suggestion, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there are... All these candidates, especially Santorum, who is known to be one of the most high profile uh, homophobes ever, you know, he regularly says things about gay marriage and gay people and how it's not natural and it's not the way God intended it and all kinds of stuff. And those are bigoted statements, too. I'm sorry, but it's just a different kind of bigotry. It's arbitrary hatred of someone else for something they can't control. In the Republican race, it is uh, fair game to go after, uh, you know, gay marriage. And, you know, it's it's sad. But why is it fair game to go after gay marriage now at this time in history? It will be in 20 years. Yeah. Wow. I I mean, I just (laughs) just don't know what else to tell you, Stephanie. I mean, it's just it doesn't make sense, though, to a thinking person who really stops to consider it. I, I, yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> Adam? I see a headline in front of me. One more thing. Former yep. GE CEO Jack Welch says Ron Paul should drop out. Yes. Quote, he's not a party regular. 
Now, do you think he's talking about the grand oil party or the methamphetamine sex orgies the Department of the Interior was holding for the energy executives? Um, both, isn't it? What? what what's this Ron orgy Paul thing? Uh, well, they all kinds of things were, have been. Go- he was talking about the uh, the MMR. Uh, the Department of Interior has uh, the you know their oil excavation area that mm-hmm. uh, was is that what you're talking about, uh, Adam? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Thank with God. the children. Yeah, yeah, I heard about this. Thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Call in. Talk about any here thing here on Free Talk Live. What do you think about how Ron Paul has been treated in the media? We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. If you're anything like me, you just don't have time anymore to, to carve out time of your day to sit down with a book. I mean, even, I definitely don't, even but I love to read. <laughs> I've got this important book that I've got to get to. I just, I just don't get to them. I've got books stacked up that I intend to to read. I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't gotten those books on audiobooks from Audible.com yet. And I just imagine myself reading them, and I don't. Uh, if if you have this this issue, check out Audible.com. They've got every category of book over there. I think it's more than 150 titles from which to choose in every uh, segment that you can imagine. Uh, bestsellers, new releases, uh, you know, nonfiction, the books that you need to get to, they've got them at audible.com. They're the leading provider of digital, premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. And I listen to audiobooks all the time. And Audible makes it easy for me to use their system. It's fast. It's easy. It's affordable. Go over there. Get a free download from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You'll get a gold membership, and with that gold membership, you'll get a, uh, a free download. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Now, of course, it's great to get the download, but what you really need to see is how easy is it to use their system. And it really is. I think you'll be surprised. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And uh, that way, you know, you get the free book. We get uh, credit for sending you their way. Oh, Stephanie, we've actually gone through all the calls. I'm stunned. Wow, I like so, it when we get so many calls, though. That's really nice. It's nice. and Listeners you know, participating. We, we were talking about you know, gay marriage inside the Republican primary and um, you know, just sort of social conservatism in general. And this article came out, and I read it through. I don't know what I think about it entirely, <laughs> but... I'm going to read the article here. This is by Francis Martel. It's from Mediaite.com. It's a columnist now, um, which means that they're going to insert some opinion here. It's uh, entitled, Studies Suggest Low IQ, Social Conservatism, and Prejudice Go Hand in Hand. Now, I wonder about this. I am a social conservative. I I am not. In a social liberal. (laughs) Conservative way. But I think that people should be able to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know what they mean by social conservative. You know, if you look at social conservatives, I generally feel the way they do about issues. However, I don't think that the the powerful apparatus of government should be brought to bear on people that think differently than I do. Yes. And I think you're right that most people 
don't make that distinction and would want to impose their social conservatism on other people. Right. But I think it is possible to I would consider you a social conservative, even if you're a libertarian, because you have those views and at least you impose them on yourself. Right. And you you hold them as standards for maybe other people in your life, like your wife, for instance. Right. Your son, I, I suppose. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I want my son to be able to grow up uh, living in the world he wants to live in. And so I try okay. to be, you know. So what if he wants to uh, get some piercings in his face? How old he turns are we talking about? Or seven, let's say 16. I'm going to talk to him about it. Um, but, <laughs> right. you know, I think what that. What if he wants blue 16, hair? What if he's yes, gay? Blue hair is fine. What, uh, if, what if Jack is queer? I think that, I, well, I, I'm, I'm almost certain he's not. Um, but. <laughs> okay. I think that's, a, you know, I mean, that's, my parents were pretty sure I, I was straight, too. If you if, if you make a big deal about it, you're only going to scar the child. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. you have to, you know, the, my my job as a parent is to make is to make it's to get him whole and complete to his 18th birthday and loved mm-hmm. in that period of time. So if he's going to okay. be gay, then that's what he's going to do. I'm okay. relatively certain he's not just by, uh, you know, being around that little boy um, on a regular basis. But, you know, hey, you never know. The world is what it is. But um, anyway, let's go on with this article. Sure. Are claims that conservatism is anti-science as valid as those that science is is anti-conservative? No one has really asked or found an answer. But a new study from Brock University in Ontario will be sure to spark that very conversation. Psychologists have found that racism and general prejudice as well as social conservatism are linked to low, low IQs. According to Live Science, the claim is not a Colbertian reality as um, well-known liberal bias claim, but one that those with low IQ levels tend to gravitate towards simpler worldviews. By the way, mm-hmm. I've got a very simple worldview. It is that if you want to be free in your own life, you have to let other people be free. Sure. And that uh, the only restrictions on people should be to you do what you say you're going to do and don't harm other people. Well, it, it may be simple, but it's reasoned. And I think that's the key here is that people who have problems with critical thinking maybe because of low IQ or because of trauma in their past or whatever but are going to gravitate... To Liberals love to talk about how uh, if knowledgeable and uh, you know thoughtful they are on every issue. Well, they're also so, more likely to have higher education, right? They're I less likely to be true. religious, which is another contributing factor mm-hmm. in critical thinking. So I think there's a lot of confounding variables in this study. You know, couldn't they have easily said, you know, religion is associated with uncritical thinking? I've sat with a liberal with a doctorate degree in the last week who refused to believe that uh, that the government threatens people when they get taxes out of them. I mean, you know, talk about rigid thinking. They do. They put up a lot of emotional defenses and for sure. And not it doesn't mean that everyone who's a liberal doesn't have these clear cognitive dissonance uh, aspects to them. But, uh, you know, I think. I think it I I believe it when they say that people of maybe lower IQ or lower intellectual means, I guess, um, are, are probably more likely to just believe what they've been taught. Right. Without really questioning it, like especially if their parents, a lot of people were racist back in the day, you know, back in the olden days, people, a lot of people who consider them cons- themselves conservatives will often want, you know, yearn for this romanticized time in the past. Mm-hmm. And often what they don't include about that time in the past is that a lot of people did hold these bigoted views, like not just against racial minorities, but they had attitudes about women and sure. definitely gay people were like off the map. They weren't even talked about or seen in public. The closet was 
alive and well. And so, you know, um, those well, this is the disservice those that ideas. progressive politics has. Uh, you know, uh, this is what it's done to itself in the um, in the area of making uh, strides for against social conservatism. You know, mm-hmm. the the sort of throwbacks, uh, biases, and all these things that go along with it. They also say everybody should be equal. You got to give us our give us your money so we can distribute it in an equal fashion. They're socialists, and not all of them. Really? No. Progressives aren't socialists. No, no, I would I would consider myself a progressive. I've certainly been you know called what? one. The progressives don't consider you a progressive. <laughs> well, you, you can pick whatever. Then it's just so, semantics, I guess. Well, but I, I I would like to progress to move into the future. I I think that that's great. But the progressives <laughs> are talking about progressing towards socialism. Okay. Well, you know. If people want to organize themselves, like in co-ops or live in a commune or yeah. whatever, like sure, that's that's no no problem with me. And maybe it it even is like an efficient way to do things. I mean, I'd be open to that possibility. But uh, you know, there are some people who are progressive or left leaning, maybe left libertarian. Have you ever heard of that phrase, oh, sure. libertarian or anything like that? I mean, there are some people who have these beliefs but don't want to use the government to enforce them, and in fact believe that the government is actually responsible for a lot of the uh the things that they oppose i'm i you know i tend to agree with uh with with that point of view mm-hmm. um, even if i don't live my life in that but you would never fashion. call yourself a liberal right <laughs> progressive five five four five zero three seven three three it's free talk live <laughs> here on free talk live we've been pretty excited about the bitcoin it's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. That's what free spells out if you you don't have the little letters on your telephone. And you know, I know some telephones don't have that. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live's live Sunday edition with Mark. And Stephanie. If you smoke cigarettes, they're going to kill you. The chances are good that uh, your life will end sh- uh, more quickly than it would otherwise because you're inhaling the combusted plant matter that has been doctored by the tobacco companies. There's something you can do about it. It's called an e-cigarette. It is 22,000 times healthier. It will provide you with the nicotine that you normally get in the fashion you normally get it. E-cigarette is a uh, vaporizing device that will vaporize uh, this, this food-grade material that contains nicotine uh, so that you can uh, you know, inhale it into your lungs, exhale it like you normally do. Looks like uh, you know smoking similarly. I mean, the vapor is a little different, but it looks like it. Uh, it costs less than half that smoking of smoke, what smoking does and significantly healthier. Healthier. You don't have to get all those looks of, ah, your secondhand smoke's killing me. You don't have to go stand out by the dumpster in the rain to smoke. And your, your clothes won't stink. Uh, your teeth won't get yellow. All these advantages. What's stopping you? Maybe it's the price. Well, 
Vaporsmiths.com will give you a free starter kit. That's two e-cigarettes and a charger, uh, plus uh, you know, if, plus some cardamizers. You've got to purchase 40 cardamizers with coupon code FTL to get the free starter kit. You also get free shipping. Now you don't have an excuse. It costs uh, $70, I suppose. I, I believe it was what it is for these 40 cardamizers. You know that you can't get 40 packs of cigarettes for 70 bucks. Each cardamizer contains as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes does. And it's, incre- it's an incredibly good value. If you don't have a computer, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. So all you need is a credit card to be able to purchase these and spend $70 <laughs> at a telephone. Are you telling me you can't do that? Come on. You know how expensive and you know how deadly cigarettes are. There's really no excuse. Many people who've tried this, uh, there was a study out uh, relatively recently that uh, people that had didn't want to quit smoking tried the e-cigarette yes. and half of them were using it six months later, and a quarter of them had quit smoking entirely. These are people that didn't have any desire to quit. This is just a different device for delivering nicotine. Try it. It's worth it. Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Coupon code FTL. I cannot emphasize enough how important this is for your life, uh, your loved ones. Just give it a shot. Vaporsmiths.com. Let's go back to this... uh, this uh, article here uh, regarding social conservatives being dum dums. <laughs> oh, that's I, look. I didn't write it. I'm, I'm just reading what it says here. This, does the, it say dum dums? It does not. It says low IQ. <laughs> you did make it up. The research finds that uh, children with low intelligence are more likely to hold prejudiced attitudes as adults. These findings mm. point to a vicious cycle, according to a lead researcher, Gordon Hudson, a psychologist at Brock University in Ontario. Low intelligence adults tend to gravitate towards socially conservative ideologies, the study found. These ideologies, in turn, stress hierarchy and resistance to change, attitudes that contribute to prejudice, as Hodson wrote in an email to Live Science. He probably, um, I would also guess, that uh, people with mm. low intelligence tend to have children with low intelligence. Yeah. yeah I, I would say tend that... Tend to make decisions that lead to them having children that maybe they're not prepared for. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, basically, everybody does that. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of cuts across socioeconomic strata. So maybe I should so? take that back. Yeah. I think I'll, I think that very think few that, people... Um, so half of all heterosexual pregnancies are unplanned, first of all. But that doesn't mean um, that it cuts across socioeconomic uh, strata because... No, it doesn't. Lower classes tend um, to have more kids than, than higher. And I, sh- I shouldn't say that. Be- well, it's true. Yeah, lower economic, socioeconomic classes tend to have more kids. The people I know plan their children. I mean, I, I you know, and I tend to run in these sort of middle class, upper middle class uh, circles, uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe little hippie circles uh, here in, in uh, the southwestern New Hampshire area. Or did area. they just say that they planned their children because they wanted to tell other people that they did? Or, I mean, I wonder, I wonder how much what would they a say lot of people an, think about having children you know like there are lots of i think people have children for I lots of reasons in their 30s that are having children probably thought about it you know i mean i'm just guessing you don't i don't know it's just know probably I, I, you know, I'm, I'm giving them the majority some of them have some of them haven't yeah, i would agree That's with that which cool. is how many of each the blaze notes that the study is very specific in indicating that it was uh, looking for social conservatism not economic or political conservatism and the scientists do note that they found many exceptions to the rule on both sides. But that doesn't mean that it won't anger social conservatives, surely. For one, linking any school of thought to stupidity, particularly one that many adhere to uh, um, who are already believe that they, they are underdogs and the philosophical wars is not going to go over well with that group. Yeah, I mean, issue, what, what is the real point of this research? Like, 
is is there a purpose to it that contributes to science or is it kind of just like a way for a bunch of kind of like maybe liberal scientists to be like, ha ha, yeah, yeah, we showed that the stupid people are socially conservative. I mean, what is it all about? I don't know. I, yeah. you know, I don't know how this There's is useful. There's a reason why scientists choose certain research, you know? Sure. Like maybe they- You f- being a scientist would know this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, absolutely. So I just wonder what, you know, what- what the utility of this research is. I don't know. It makes uh, radio fodder. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, you know, do you often notice, Mark, that a lot of the studies that make it the biggest are the things that confirm beliefs that people sure. already have? You oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. People, you know, people will often gravitate towards studies that they b- believe. I wouldn't necessarily have thought that this was a, a true statement. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do know that there are dumb people out there and that they often will listen to what other people that they believe that are smarter than them um, have to say. I mean, I've seen it happen too many times not to uh, mm-hmm. to come up with that pattern in my own mind. You know, and and some of the things that I tend to think about is is people that will call in um, on you know Free Talk Live and be the the largest adherents to uh, you know certain certain ideas within Christianity or or mm-hmm. whatever tend to not know what the Bible says. They tend to yeah. be people that haven't read the book and haven't studied the religion. Um, you know, they just go and they listen to what the preacher man says and tend to believe that. Mm. That's just what my experience has been. Having read the Bible uh, three times through and the New Testament seven times through, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I can I can dance with the best of them on this particular uh, <laughs> issue. But I found many people don't know a lot of these stories. They don't know a lot of the history. They they don't know things like the city of Nazareth didn't exist at the time of Jesus. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, wow, that's a big. Wasn't yeah, that's from a big Nazareth. Deal. Oh, it is. What name wasn't Jesus either? Right. You know, I mean, like they don't know things <laughs> like this. Um, anyway, uh, going on with the article. The other side is that, with the exception of the very in-depth methodology of the study, which no casual observer will read, the explanation for how they got this conclusion and why they didn't check, say, economic liberalism's relationship to low IQs instead, will lead the reader to presume um, the presumption of a bias in, in the academics. Uh, it's a treacherous route to take, and other scientists interviewed for the live science, live science piece have taken note. They've pulled off the trifecta of controversial topics, says yeah. Brian Hossack, a social <laughs> yeah. and cognitive psychologist in the University of Virginia. They, they should have put, like, abortion in there. Like, it correlates with abortion somehow, too. <laughs> yeah, right. That would really get some t- headlines. Who was uh, not involved in the study. One selects intelligence, political ideology, and racism and looks at the relationship between those three variables is bound to upset Somebody, um, you can go see all the uh, at LiveScience.com. They have all the details of the method of the study um, used to achieve the result. And I think it's important if you're going to internalize something from a study, you're going to take something away from it that you've uh, spent a, a bit of time with it. I have, and it is uh, rigorously boring, and so I'm <laughs> not going to go do that. But uh, you know, I, I. I Social conservatism is a way to put people in line. People that get put in line. Oh, yes. Very often, confining. Yeah. Often, you know, groups that want people to get in line aren't interested in people with high IQs that ask good questions. Yeah. Like if the you government. Ask good questions, <laughs> you're liable to be labeled a heretic or an evil person or a bad or even person. crazy. I mean, on Free Talk Live, that's what we try to do is ask good questions. And mm-hmm. we've had... You know, complaints to stations, asking questions. Yeah, sure. 
855-450-3733. What bad, what good questions are we not asking? (laughs) Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book, In Plain Sight, That Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, today at Amazon.com. Talk Live, 855-453, Sacral Toll-Free Call-In Line. The last segment of the uh, second hour here of Free Talk Live's live Sunday edition. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. Call in with whatever you want to talk about. That's that's what we're here for. One of the reasons uh, we also do, uh, we certainly talk about uh, the news of the day, stories that we find interesting and uh you know, Stephanie, I know you found one that uh, is quite interesting here, but real quick, I want to tell you about uh, the Erickson Council. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat, and not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran that's as big as a house, purifies its own water, generates its own power, and will grow some of its own food. They can make it, you know, you can, you can certainly work it out so you can grow all your own food on there. It has a shallow draft to be able to uh, get a four-wheel drive car or SUV on shore. With a life yacht lot, you could le- live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home just about anywhere in the world. You can be involved for as little as $1,000 in the commitment of as little as eight months. As a matter of fact, the, of the $1,000, actually 900 goes into escrow. You're only really putting $100 towards the, uh, the, the, the Erickson Council. They're going these, you know, they're going to be building these houses sometime, or this, uh, these life yachts sometime this year, and they don't want anybody to lose out on any money, so they've, you know, set it up this way. Uh, and you know, a family of of two can uh, have folks working on one of their smaller boats for as little as eight months, and you'll be, you know, be ready to go. It's EricksonCouncil.com. I think it's a very exciting idea in the um, arena of liberty, and I think that if they can get it off the ground, it'll be, it'll, it's going to change the world. EricksonCouncil.com. Very excited about it. Stephanie, uh, your article? Yeah. So, Mark, a couple weeks ago, we read an an article about the recent rankings from the Heritage Foundation of Economic Freedom. Yes. Remember uh, that? The United States, uh, was it at number 10, the United States number it, 10 in the world? I think it was freedom? 11 and it had fallen out of the top 10. I see. Something like that. You um, know, and I wonder about this. I actually had an email exchange with uh, Jason Sorens, the founder of the Free State Project. Oh, really? I, I roll like that, right? Like, I can just... <laughs> <laughs> Drop a line to Jason Sorens, the, the the founder of the Free State Project. He gets back to me when he feels like it, and um, he hasn't gotten back after my second reply. But uh, oh. <laughs> ooh, and I asked him. I probably shouldn't have asked the professor guy this question because he, he he got off into the minutia of it. But Uh-oh. I asked him, um, you know, where where do you think New Hampshire would rank if New Hampshire were a country? How would it hmm. rank? Because the United States, what they do is they kind of just take this aggregate of uh, state 
uh, intrusion on the average individual in the United States. And they call that, um, you know, by state, I mean the states, right. you know, states and counties, municipalities, all of them have their own level of intrusion and, yeah. uh, you know, the, the lack layered on top of one another <laughs> and, and cause um, economic tyranny on people. And that's all that stuff's figured into these uh, this uh, Heritage Foundation's list. And so, therefore, since New Hampshire is the freest state in the union, as according to the Mercatus Center, which Jason Cerns did some of the study mm-hmm. on that, um, New Hampshire came up number one two times. Um, so it's pretty consistent. Where do you? Th- where would they show up? And I just sort of asked him this. Well, he's just like, you know, you have to take other um, sub-national jurisdictions into account in other places, and then rank them as far as being fair and stuff like that. So, you know, if Switzerland's uh, it comes in at number what is it, number six or something like that, I can't remember. No, I don't um, know. It comes in number four, <laughs> and then what, what about the Zug province? Where would that come in? And uh, you know, mm-hmm. and so you know, he's asking really good questions. I just kind of wanted to toss it out. You know, where would New Hampshire be? But New Hampshire Hampshire, I think, is probably in, if you're talking about the codified regulations um, in the world, New Hampshire is probably in the top 10, maybe top five freest places on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you figure the low crime rate in and you might even be pushing the top three. It seems like here in Hong Kong, they have got uh, real organized crime problems. I happen to be born in Massachusetts and I can tell you it seemed like the not if you factored in like the ease of getting to a place and the amount of freedom that was there and the community of libertarians that was there, basically all three of those came together in a perfect storm. And it seemed like it. I had to go to New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire's the freest place in America. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So um, I have an article. So we were talking about economic freedom a mm-hmm. minute ago and a couple of weeks ago, but. One of the things that came up in that discussion was how difficult it could be to quantify uh, personal freedom or more some more like civil liberties yeah. would be. It is very difficult to quantify mm-hmm. you know, I mean, th- these things. I mean, it would be very, very difficult to talk about, say, uh, you know, what, what is prejudice in the United States look like and how do you quantify that for against oh, blacks or against Hispanics or something like that? Yeah, that's like an that. interesting question. I bet there are some indexes of that. Uh, I bet oh, they try. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it, it, yeah, interesting stuff. But I mean, so this this is a recent news story that I've got uh, gathered from the, uh, let's see, Reporters Without Borders. Mm-hmm. And it's about press freedom, and they did a press freedom ranking. And they've been doing it, uh, I think, annually for quite some time. Yes, quite some time. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen the first year that they did it, but it's been around for a while. Yep. And what they showed was that the U.S. has fallen precipitously in their uh, ranking of journalistic freedom and press freedom. I don't think people realize this, but it, it is absolutely true that the United States is becoming a less free place when it comes to the press. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you can see it. You can uh, see it in Keene. I mean, yeah, <laughs> with the cameras in the courtroom hassling, uh, you know, news reporters and, and things like that. It's just it's amazing. But, you know, I, people people complain about the media, but they never complain about how the media is, you know has to deal with t- tyranny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is part of the result, I'd say. We were just sitting here in the studio, Mark, um, you know, before the show began, and Ian was here. He's it's his night off, but he was busily poring over this long court document. And basically, what he said that it, is that he had uh, filed a freedom of information request or something like that to yep. try to get the video of Thomas Ball's self-immolation. In front of the courthouse. Right. The guy here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, was so upset with the way the uh, court system was uh, screwing him on seeing his kids that he uh, set himself on fire 
in front of the courthouse. And if that's not a public in hopes, statement. Right, in hopes of making a public statement mm-hmm. and getting people you know, talking about and, and taking action on this. Yeah, and so the court apparently found that uh, the in the interest of the the privacy of his family or something like that, they would not release the video. Right. So, um, so the family, which is part of the reason the guy set himself on fire in the public. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to say, but I've you know I've read his documents. He's not happy with his his ex wife. He had a long letter, didn't he? Where he a detailed very long letter. why he, was, he did this. He was and, very upset uh, yeah. in it, and um, you know, as as you can imagine, that's that's the case. But the guy, it's his life, not his family's, mm-hmm. and. He should be able to make the statement he wanted to make, and the government is using the excuse that his family doesn't want that to happen in order to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, we can see just in, in this little town of Keene, you know, all these journalistic abuses. But if you look at it, I guess, as Reporters Without Borders did on a more um, larger scale, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. the United States is ranked uh has fallen 27 places to number 47 in uh, press freedom around number the world. 47. 47. And so people say, you hear this all the time, that the U.S. is like the freest country. You know, at least we have freedom of the press, right? It's the last bastion. Mm. And maybe people aren't saying that as much anymore. And it's with good reason, because it's disappearing. I, yeah, I just, I just don't think you hear it as... I don't hear it. I don't hear the, well, at least it's a free country, or it's a free country, or whatever. I just don't I hear, hear that, that less, statement. Yeah, less nowadays. I don't hear the statement as much anymore, and I think Americans are beginning to come to the conclusion that they don't live in a free country anymore. I, 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 Maybe that's on, my some, experience. on some level, yeah. I mean, some of them will still say it. Especially they'll, still, they'll say things like, I've heard, uh, well, it's the best system in the world. Yeah, uh, it's better than all the other tyrannies out there. And I wonder, you know, how well traveled are you and studied are you on yeah, this issue when someone question. says that? And I saw a cartoon and I thought that it was very uh, sort of amusing, ironic and insightful. Uh, a couple of guys were getting ready to march up the uh, the, the temple steps in Tegucigalpa in order to get their hearts cut out. Wow. Um, uh, or Tenochtitlan, excuse me, um, in order to get their hearts cut out. And they were saying to them, themselves, well, it may, it may be a real pain in the butt, but it's the best system we have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, that really makes the point, doesn't it? Yeah. Human sacrifice. So um, the reasons cited for the U.S. falling so precipitously, 27 places. So I guess before it was number 20th, uh, it was tw- ranked 20th for freedom of the press. I thought it was 21st, but okay. Oh, Okay, sure. <laughs> I was doing some fuzzy math, marks. Thank you was for it, correcting was me. Was it really 21st? No, it says it says here that it it is currently ranked 47th and it fell 27 places. Okay. So I assumed it was number 20. Okay. Um I thought it was 21, but uh, you may be maybe right too. Well, I mean, the, I'm just going from memory. The reason for the fall year. that they cited was because of the many arrests of journalists covering Occupy Wall Street protests. Mm. So, journalists being arrested, it's not a free country, and in many other ways it's also not free. Is the press really free and we're just wrong on this one? (laughs) Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free but he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. 
Free Talk Live, 855-453. It's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's what we do here on Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Go check out freetalklive.com. We've got all kinds of services there for you. Uh, you know, for instance, news.freetalklive.com, where you can get all the updates of all the things that are going on with Free Talk Live, new stations added, people interviewed, awards we've won, whatever. All the things that you might need to know about Free Talk Live, you can get them from news.freetalklive.com. We've got the options of uh, emailed updates, Twitter, Facebook, however it is that you want to get your news. It's news.freetalklive.com. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. Here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Let's go to Ed in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, Ed. How y'all doing? Hi. All's Good well. Hear y'all. Hey, uh, I want to comment on the Indian uh, Native Americans. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but we prohibited alcohol for them, except on weekends only for quite a while. And okay. And it resulted in a, a binge drinking that just destroyed them. Hmm. And it said uh, compare with uh, other communities where alcohol, you know, was readily available, not that big of a harm compared with that, uh, you know, re- prohibition, of course, as y'all know. So you uh, think hey, it's like, behavioral? Like you think that uh, it's behavioral and not uh, biological that uh, people who... I don't know. I've never, I've never looked in that more. I've never read anything. It's probably it both. I, I mean, because I there people say people that... Maybe Biological. I don't. I don't really know enough to talk. So, Ed, people say that um, Native Americans have a, a different a gene or different allele for the alcohol dehydrogenase enzyme, which metabolizes alcohol, and they don't. Uh, they metabolize it more slowly, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, alcohol kind of hits them harder. Mm. Um, so, and it may contribute to addiction or something like that, but, you know, if you have, if you have this gene and then some sure didn't help is all I was saying. Oh, I I would agree. I was just uh, wondering, you know, trying to, trying to get where you're coming from on this. There is a new prescription drug out there that will essentially make alcohol of no effect for you. Um, so you can take this and it, you know, of no effect. I I believe that it, it, yeah, I believe. Are you talking about ant abuse? I don't. Yeah, something like that. Oh no, that no, no, that's not what it does. Okay, tell me so about it. So there is, there is a drug that you can give to people that inhibits the enzyme um, aldehyde dehydrogenase. Which so when alcohol is metabolized, first it gets converted to um, uh, let's see, acetaldehyde, and then acetaldehyde gets gets metabolized. So it and acetaldehyde is what makes you feel. Uh, like you have a hangover. Okay. It makes you feel sick. Okay. So if if you block the enzyme that gets rid of acetaldehyde, mm-hmm. then you feel really sick. And if you even have a little drink, you feel like you have a terrible hangover. I see. So this is given to people who are having struggles with alcoholism because it will make them feel very sick if they even drink a little bit. I think there may be something else out there. I believe okay. I've read an article. Um, you know, yeah, Maybe I, mean, I just don't know about it. I, it's entirely possible. Certainly possible. <laughs> I, I, I tend to doubt when I'm, um, you know, when I'm sitting on the high ground of medicine and you're on the low i you know i i'm really doubting my position on this one it doesn't but um you know i'll, I'll try to look it up during the break and see if i can come up with uh, you know what, what i was talking about but ed please uh, continue yeah i don't want to have anything to do with that that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> and also, stephanie again circumcision where do you think it comes from religion religion yeah religions do this Insane nonsense. And look, Stephen, I want oh, you to yeah. look up something and talk about it here. Sure. Go to YouTube and you'll love this doctor, Dr. Dean Adele on circumcision. Just put, type that in. Go to YouTube 
Dr. Dana Dale. He's, he's a very he's popular radio man. doctor. You, okay. Yeah, you'll love this guy. He's retired now, but you'll agree with, I guarantee you, 95% of what he's been saying. Like, you know what he says about homeopathic medicine? Don't what? worry about it. You can take it. It can't hurt you. Nothing's in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> I should, we should make a distinction everything. between um, homeo- homeopathic and naturopathic. Um, I mean, yeah, like homeopathic is this principle of diluting something tens and thousands of folds, so it's like there's nothing in it, oh, hey, <laughs> just hey, water. Hey, he, you'll, I'm telling you, you'll like this guy if you don't know much about him. He cool. fuss everything. All he does, he's a retired like doctor. I think his family had money. You can look into him, but huh. uh, all he does is research, and he can tell you exactly where to go if you think you can refute him. He challenges anybody. Like Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. saying, don't get the flu shot. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dana Dale's on the same stations as Rush Limbaugh. You know what Dr. Dean said? What? Now, are you going to listen to Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> or are you going to listen to 99% of the scientists in the world? Yeah. Now, are you going to not take your flu shot? <laughs> I'd love to talk to, to this Rush guy Limbaugh about flu shots. Well, I think you have an allergy, don't you, Mark? I don't know. I mean, you know, I can... I, I can assume, but I've taken two flu shots, and I've been the sickest I've ever been in my life after taking these two flu shots. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you're talking about that an adult so having rare, a... What's that? that? That is so rare. I mean... It, it may be. Uh, yeah. You should know. Uh, you're, you're studying to be a doctor and all. Sure. Uh, check out Dr. Dana Dale. I guarantee... I just Googled him. With 98% of this guy. Yeah. Th- thank you, Ed. I really appreciate that. And, you know, I was laughing at that the whole... The hey, whole hey, hey, Mark, and Stephen, let me in with mm-hmm. this. Okay. Dr. Dean and him say... Condoms prevent AIDS, not yeah. circumcision. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's true. And absolutely. thanks for the call, 855-450-3733. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, all I can do is speak to my own experiences sure. in, in having a, a flu shot. And shots, I but... trust science is more than Rush Limbaugh. That's why I was laughing at that. Right, and I, 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 I tend to also. Um, but, you know, I, I know that scientists create medicine and medicine is a business and a business would love to sell you its product, whether you need its product or not. And it's and very heard, heavily involved with the government. I've heard sure. that flu shots, you know, how can they, uh, you know, how can they have the right strain of flu mm-hmm. all ready to go six yeah. months late, earlier and know what's, um, you know, that it's just a shot in the dark as to whether or not they're going to be preventing the strain of flu that might go around. I don't get the flu every year um, by any stretch of the imagination. I get colds. Yeah. I mean, if you, it, it's it's different for a person who might die if they get the flu, sure, old than people, young from people. a person who probably, like you, Mark, you're you're healthy, you're you know, you're young, you're not going to die but if the, you get the, the flu. Ch- the chances of getting the flu are slim, and the chances yep. of getting killed by the flu shot are slim. But mm-hmm. I can tell you that if I hadn't have been in my mid twenties when I got that flu shot, I'll bet you it would have killed me. I, I really, I mean, when I say the sickest I've ever been, I'm talking wow. about the sickest I've ever been. Wow. It was just, I mean, you know, like crawling to the bathroom, kind of sick. Wow. I couldn't stand up on my on my hind legs. That's how ill I was, oh, and my. you know. It was, bad bad scene but you know and i i don't know i i imagine and you this also stuff... had a bad experience where a doctor didn't really listen to you about that right sure. you um, told a doctor about that and they dismissed what you had said, to say said it couldn't happen well, and i've had plenty of doctors say it couldn't happen you know that's a it's a dead virus or something like that inside and i don't know anything about this stuff but i do know what my experiences are so i you know i listened to a doctor who said that it it's just a coincidence and i said okay 
and I took another flu shot, and it happened again. And at that point, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> you know, like, right, yeah. Nobody can it tell could, me anything. It could have been a coincidence one time, but if it happened again, that seems more likely it's not a coincidence. I somebody who's one of these uh, people that seems to have faith-based uh, beliefs around um, oh you know, <laughs> medicine <laughs> um, tell me that I needed to uh, – I asked him. I point blank asked him, how many times do I need to get a sh- one of these flu shots and get sick from it to know that flu shots make me sick? His answer was 34. Screw you, buddy. <laughs> that, well, maybe he's talking about statistical probability. I have no idea what he's but, talking about. But yeah, he's he not wasn't talking considering about me your feelings yeah. at all. <laughs> And your comfort, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's absolutely not going to happen. I mean, the patient matters, right? <laughs> Indeed. 855-450-3733 here on Free Talk Live. So there's a story, very, very strange story, of a six-year-old who's being charged with sexual assault, has been charged or, with sexual assault. Oh, has he been charged? I thought he was just Had been charged. Okay. Wow. Um, I oh guess my. is the, the way, the, a six-year-old in California. Wow. And. Six years old. I, you know, <laughs> uh. I don't think people are even going to believe uh, this story. I, you know, you're talking about a child playing an innocent game of tag on the playground with other kids his age and. Uh, you know, somehow or another, some teacher decides the best way to handle this is to charge, is to, you know, set in motion the, having this child charged with uh, sexual abuse. It doesn't seem like it helps anybody involved, that's for sure. 855-450-3733 here on Free Talk Live. Vaporsmith's e-cigs revolutionize nicotine ingestion by bringing it into the 21st century. With Vaporsmith's, you'll enjoy all the invigorating nicotine with none of the nasty smoke. Vaporsmith's are clean, efficient, and tasty in four strengths and ten delicious flavors. Reds, classics, Turkish, menthol, strawberry, cherry, vanilla, coffee, minty mint, and cloves. Use coupon code FTL to get 25% off your first order at Vaporsmith's.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the single toll-free call in line. 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. Live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can give call in and Talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. But if you don't have enough time to read books anymore, audiobooks are a great way to get in all that reading that you want to do without carving time out of your day to sit down and, and read a book. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got all the categories of books that you might want to uh, consume. Business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, science, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, all these books that you feel like, man, I should be reading that book. Audible can make it easy for you. It's fast, easy, and affordable to download audiobooks from audible.com. I listen to audiobooks all the time, and uh, Audible has made it easy for me to do the downloading. If it's easy for me, I think you can probably handle it. You can get a free gold membership and try it out. See how easy it is to do the download for free. 
at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And pick from the 150,000 titles they have there and uh, find something that's right for you. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Excuse me, Stephanie. We were... uh, (laughs) Apparently, I'm all choked up about Audible. <laughs> They're right. giving us a free book. I can't believe how much they love my listeners. They're giving a free book to them at audiblepodcast.com. <laughs> I love these people. Um, please, uh, you go on with the story about the uh, the six-year-old charged with sexual assault. So, yeah, this is pretty unbelievable, and it just shows the sad state that the government schools are in these days. It's getting more militarized, and we've read a lot of stories over the past couple of weeks of kids who have been basically charged with crimes at school misdemeanors and been arrested at school and even jailed maybe from something that they did at school, which wasn't really a crime. It was just like disobeying teachers and things like that. And yeah, um, one it's amazing. Schools really are using the police for an enforcement arm these days Yep, yep. in ways that they never would have done when I was in school. Never. Yeah, I mean, I, if you brought drugs to school or something when I was in school, yeah, you could probably expect to be marched out in handcuffs. But mm-hmm. th- that's it. I mean, you know, there were fights. They didn't arrest people for fights in school. Yeah, there was a school cop that was like walking up and down the hallways in my school when I was in middle and high school. Mm-hmm. And it really just seemed like he did nothing, like he was just there to get the kids used to having a cop there. And like maybe obeying him, I don't know. I think to some extent that's what a school resource officer is about, is to uh, yeah. you know to sort of. Well, I don't know if they called it the resource officer, but it was like it was like the school cop, yeah. the school police, or whatever. Um, so here's the the latest headline in this continuing trend of militarizing and policing the schools. Uh, it's from CBS Local San Francisco, and uh, it, the headline is Hercules Family Battles Sexual Assault Claim Against Six Year Old. And I guess Hercules must be the town in which they live. Uh, So an East Bay dad claims a game of tag on the playground resulted in in his six-year-old son being accused of sexual assault, a decision he said was an overreaction by school officials. Really, you think? (laughs) That's a little bit of an understatement. Yeah. The parent, who was asked only to be identified as, as Oswin, said his son was accused of brushing his best friend's leg or groin. While the two were playing on the playground at Lupine Hills Elementary in Hercules two months ago. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times my uh, groin got uh, touched or hit um, while on the, you know, playing games, uh, you know, soccer ball right there in the, uh, you know, you roll around it for happens. a little while. It's not a sexual assault. Yeah, especially not if it's if it's not done purposely. Intent right? yeah. is, is a pretty important aspect of uh, sexual assault, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah and I mean... I guess I would like to know more about it. Like, were they playing tag where the object was to touch the person's groin or were they just playing tag and it, oops, it happened to brush against the the leg or the groin, as they said in the article? I wonder, you know, I mean, I think that one could set up a game of tag as a six-year-old without having prurient thoughts of, you know, oh, you got to touch that part. It's funny. (laughs) You know, like, I, I. Yeah. And if they did have those thoughts, I would question where they came from. Like, where did they see, you know, is there some sexual abuse going some, on? Maybe some that kids they are, are more from? sexualized than others. But I mean, you know, I, I would I would think that it would be possible for kids to, you know, to, to just be sort of playing it as a joke in an innocent way, you know. Mm hmm. But anyway, that's not what was happening here, so let's not muddy the water. Yeah, I I know. I just I'm curious, like a little bit more detail. So I don't know. Um, Maybe someone could call in if they know. 
into our show. But so uh, Oswin, the parent, says his child was kept in the principal's office for two hours until he confessed. So we have a forced confession. (laughs) He was suspended and a sexual battery charge was placed on his permanent school record. So he was he had a he was incarcerated. He had a forced confession. He was uh, yep. charged and convicted all without due process and, and without think, a trial. I think people six-year-olds some, sometimes have doubts, and I mean, the six-year-old I think makes it pretty obvious that you know some adults can stand around a six-year-old and get them to say what they want that, want that six-year-old to say. I think that sure. pretty much everybody is clear on that that a six-year-old isn't going to know what a sexual assault is, isn't going to know what uh, the results are going to be for their life, and that they know that if the authority figures stand over a child long enough, they're going to get them to do it. Yeah. Now, I think that some people would have doubts as that child gets older, and I would say that as, it, as that child gets older, that would be less likely that they would be able um, to be converted, but, you know, the fact is, they get all kinds of forced confessions. There's all kinds of systems uh, for yeah. getting people, you know, if you... If you're coercing somebody that does not want to, to confess, which is what a cop's job is, and thank mm-hmm. goodness that they can do it, um, if getting people that don't obviously want to confess to confess, then at some point you're going to get somebody who actually didn't do it to confess because you know, some minds are weaker than others in certain areas. And, you know, it's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 very disturbing that they could just do this. And it, it really seems like they're they're mimicking the judicial process. And the most disturbing thing to me about this whole situation is that they, nowhere do they mention, you know, whether he apologized to his friend, whether the friend felt hurt or, right. you know, thought that this was not OK. Uh, they don't mention anything about the victim here or the alleged victim. Right, the alleged victim. And right. I wonder, you know, what, you know, did some teachers see this happen and, you know, interpret it in whatever way yeah. they saw it happen and you know, interpret it? I, you know, I don't know. I, I... Nothing about the victim's parents either. It says they're best friends. So, I mean, uh, it, it just seems like the focus is entirely in the wrong place. And, of course, that's the same thing with uh, the so-called justice system or the injustice system, as some call it. It's, the focus is on rest, retribution, punishment, instead of restitution, which means restoring the victim uh, to their former state of being whole. You know, making amends somehow. If, if there any, needs to be any amends in a, a voluntary game of tag. Sure. Yeah, and I I don't know if there does. I you mean, know, maybe if, just if you accidentally hit somebody in the crotch and tag. You say, "I'm sorry." Yeah, that's that's your restitution. Yeah, exactly. To me. So uh, there's a little bit more to the story. Um, to me, it's an overreaction. Said Marilyn Cheeks, uh, the one of a parent that whose kid goes to the same school. Legally, there's no such thing as sexual assault for a six year old in right. California. It wasn't until Oswin and his wife got a lawyer that the school backed off. Right. <laughs> District officials declined to discuss specifics. Up, oh, yeah, pass the buck. It's out of our hands. Oh yeah, we they, can't talk to you about it. They did you? confirm that an investigation was conducted and that the child could not be charged with sexual battery. The claim was removed from the boy's record. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You trust these people to educate your kid? Yeah. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. It's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about, 855-450-3733. It's Mark. And Stephanie. Live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. And I know this story is going to raise some eyebrows. It's from uh, New York Times and nytimes.com, written by Mark Lacey. And uh, it has to do with... Some folks shooting pictures of the president. But first. Yeah, real quick, I'd like to let you know about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's coming up in, oh, uh, four Soon? weeks? Yeah, yeah for something like that. Three weeks, maybe. It's one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world, and uh, you can come to it. And if you come, you can meet uh, all the Free Talk Live co-hosts. And you can uh, yeah, I'll bet partake most of them will be there. in a lot of cool socializing with other liberty-oriented people. It's a, it's a convention-style event at a hotel, the Nashua Crown Plaza in New Hampshire. And there are a number of keynote speakers, uh, in, including Joel Salatin, who is a farming entrepreneur. That should be interesting. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a very diverse kind of group of people. I think uh, Peter Schiff will be there, another it's keynote Joel Salatin, speaker. Uh, it, what's he say? Everything I want to do is illegal? Yeah, every, everything you want to do is illegal, right? Um, practical. And this has to do with farming. Yeah, I know. I know. I I don't have trouble believing him from based on what I've heard about the farming regulations. Yeah, but I, I, I'm very interested in what he has to say. Practical. Me too. And if you're interested in what he has to say, you should go to freestateproject.org/libertyforum and get your ticket with coupon code FTL2012. Yeah, you really should. And uh, you got to get your uh, you got to get your hotel room reserved quickly because you never know whether you know, I mean, they, yeah, they can sell out. They, they might they, already be sold out. They, but I, they might. I think I don't they think have so. some left. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm I'm reasonably certain that they do, do not. Uh, and they if are not sold out. if you're having trouble, the I mean. Hotel there are so many um, options for the tickets. Like it's it's completely a la carte. So you can buy just a pass to see the speakers, yep. or you can buy a pass with some lunch included right. well, and choose get, by the you day. You get all the meals. Um, you, you can get buy everything. One day, three days. Bucks yeah, with coupon code FTL twenty twelve. That's a really good three day seminar rate for anything. Mm-hmm. Lots so. of bang for your buck. Indeed. So freestateproject.org slash liberty forum and use coupon code FTL twenty twelve. Very good. So what's going on, Mark? Well, Phoenix, Arizona, the Secret Service said Thursday it was looking into a photograph posted on the Internet that showed a group of young Arizona men posing in the desert with guns while holding up what appeared to be a bullet-ridden image of President Barack Obama's face. The photograph showed seven casually dressed young men, four of whom clutched weapons and one of whom held up a t-shirt covered with small holes and gashes bearing a likeness of mr obama above the word hope the words held aloft appeared to be a uh, the the weapons held aloft excuse me appeared to be a revolver bolt action rifle and two assault rifles Hmm. we're aware of it and we're uh, assault rifle is a funny term it means yeah a rifle that I mean, what's I mean, it mean? Yeah, it, the, the rifle doesn't assault people. Yeah. It's the person who's using it. 
And maybe they're assaulting people or maybe they're just doing target practice. We're aware of it and we're conducting the appropriate follow-up stats, said uh, the Secret Service spokesman there. Uh, The photograph, along with the remark, another trip to the ranch, was posted on January 20th on the Facebook page of Sergeant Pat Shearer, a police officer in Peoria, Arizona, a uh, Phoenix suburb. The image was removed from Sergeant Shearer's page on Thursday afternoon, shortly after inquiries um, about it to the uh, uh, Peoria Police Department, Sergeant Shearer, a decorated officer who was honored in 2007 for helping save a driver trapped in a burning vehicle, did not respond to a request for comment on Thursday. J.A. Davies. So was the implication that he took the picture or that he was in the picture? I think that that's the implication, yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't I don't like what they did. What do you mean? Uh, it creeps me out. I really the, don't like it. I wonder about this. Um, so... I've certainly put holes in paper um, uh, that have p- images of people on them. Uh, my friend, you know, we go out and, you know, there's I can I have a, an air rifle. I've talked about it on the air mm-hmm. and I can fire an air rifle and he, he gets these movie posters cheap from someplace and, you know, just getting rid of them. And yeah. so we'll shoot movie posters. It's not because I hate Kevin Bacon or Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're just shooting at things. Yeah. Putting holes in paper. Right, but you wouldn't really care who was on it. You just want an image that kind of looks like something that you can aim at, right? It's just, you know, it's just something different to, to shoot at than, something different, less costly to shoot at than, mm-hmm. uh, you know, targets. Sure. The targets are better, to, you know, for sighting things in. You can tell where you really hit and mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. It's just better to have targets um, for that purpose. But it's also interesting to have interesting things to shoot at. But like, you know, when you get a, pe- a group of people who are really into guns and they, they choose a, a picture of... Obama, who is what about you know, Osama bin Laden? I mean, that was really it was really popular. Well, to buy I, those. I don't really like the sentiment behind that either. I mean, I I wonder if people will chastise me about that, but it just it it just seems to desensitize people to killing. I don't know. I mean, and it seems to be just like taking out this anger and aggression on an image of somebody that you don't like. You know, I think it. Um, but I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. What about sil- the silhouette images of the sort of the black silhouette guy? I mean, not mm-hmm. a black guy, but I mean, you know, it's a it's right. a black silhouette of a you know, a male um, that yeah. you sort of see whether or not you hit the heart or the head or, mm-hmm. you know, did I, you, got, you got a body shot there. You got a head shot. Uh, you know, what about those? Yeah. I mean, that it's obvious that it's a cartoon. So mm-hmm. it's not as if you're shooting a person. Doesn't mean as much to you. No, yeah, that doesn't bother me as much. But it's like when you choose a person with facial features that you can identify and you know that you are shooting at that particular person and maybe you fantasize about shooting that person, Mm -hmm. that's when it starts to get really scary and dangerous seeming to me. I wonder... the lines between fantasy and reality can blur pretty easily. And in this world where a lot of people are not, are very desensitized to violence and they're not necessarily able to uh, distinguish fantasy from reality. Sometimes some people, you know, uh, I don't like it and I don't like it for a different reason. Um, I think that, you know, having put holes in paper and it means nothing to me when I do it, I believe that I could put holes in paper and it would mean nothing to me. Like, I don't think I'm really shooting Osama bin Laden or Barack Obama if I'm shooting pieces of paper and I've shot neither of these. uh, What if somebody shot a picture of you? Would you feel scared? I don't know. I would I would not feel scared. I would feel like that person doesn't like me. And what it would what I believe it is is it it's just another symptom of people taking sides. Um, you know that mm-hmm. you know that's So the, you say, you think they're the shooting at like what 
he represents instead of I him. I think so. I think that that's what it's about yeah, for it, them. It could be, but like if you oppose an idea, the way to Can't counteract, shoot ideas, yeah, exactly. But if you oppose an idea, it it seems like if you're going to carry on that metaphor, if you're shooting at an idea, well, you're shooting at it. You're not counteracting it with your uh, with your words, sure. with your ideas. You know, but, but you're using violence to oppose something. Violence that you don't is like. powerful, right? I mean, well, of you course know. it's powerful, but it's the tactic of the state that we're all saying that we oppose, and then it's to the, use it. It's the tactic of, of humans to some extent. I mean, you know, it wasn't the state uh, that assassinated. Uh, I don't. Uh, MLK. Um, well, I mean, yeah, a, a but, guy that was sick okay, of hearing his A few people talking. don't represent humans, though, and, and a few, you know, seriously traumatized and hateful people don't re- I don't represent that, all humans. I, you know, I've heard people, you know, make the, it sounds, what I think the claim you're making, um, I've heard people make it before, and I don't know. I really do believe that uh, humans are a pretty brutal primate that... Uh, you know, especially the males, uh, their their sole purpose is to go out, kill stuff, bring it back to be eaten, or to, you know, kill and injure the other males that might be coming to take the females. And, you know, that this can be, this is well, borne out actually, in the animal kingdom all over. Okay, so actually, if you look at sort of evolutionary clues, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the species where there's a lot of violence, like gorillas, um, the males will fight with each other uh, for the women mm-hmm. or for the female gorillas, excuse me. And so in male gorillas, they're a lot larger than the females. There's a huge difference between the yes. size of the males and females. But with humans, males and females are not uh, that much different in size, maybe 10 to 20 percent. So that it's suggests 33 percent is from what I've seen is the size difference. The average. Woman well, is... it's not five times bigger like a gorilla, you know, so it's. Oh, it's not five times bigger. I mean, well... <laughs> a silverback's big. I'll give you that. Well, I mean, a lot of people cite that as, as a clue that humans did not evolve to do a lot of physical fighting, especially like the males with each other. And I think there are lots of other arguments that humans are not like inherently these brutish vile violent you know evil uh, things I, I i don't i'd be interested in talking to anybody who has evidence about that 855-450-3733 free talk live DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line. It's the uh, last segment of the Sunday show, the live Sunday show. Call in. We might be able to squeeze you in at 855-450-3733. It's Mark. And Stephanie. I want to tell you about uh, amp.freetalklive.com. There are a couple of different ways that you can support Free Talk Live. Um, One of them is the AMP program where you can sign up for our sort of, you know, our little Mickey Mouse club. We'll get uh, all kinds of benefits, whether it's, uh, you know, there's a special sec- section in the uh, the forum at freetalklive.com, at bbs.freetalklive.com. 
There's a call in line for amplifiers. We ask for $3 a month. There's a commercial free podcast. If uh, the, having those those ads in the podcast really bug you, well, you know, you can get one uh, with commercial free. It's amp.freetalklive.com. It really, what it's for is for people that support Free Talk Live and spreading the message of liberty. Uh, I believe that Free Talk Live is probably the most effective way to spread the ideas of liberty. Barring the Ron Paul campaign, admittedly, that guy's had a, a great deal of success, but. You know, Free Talk Live very is very successful. And we could do a lot more with a lot less, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Three dollars a month is all we ask uh, for the AMP, the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. Also, if you're going to purchase anything at amazon.freetalklive.com or Amazon, excuse me, um, go through shop.freetalklive.com. You can uh, uh, find your country there, purchase your stuff. You'll get the same prices, the same service, and we'll get a little cut of it. It's shop.freetalklive.com. Stephanie, I don't remember exactly where we were, but we were uh, preparing to throw down over whether or not the, <laughs> uh, the, the human race is a violent race, mm-hmm. a violent uh, species. Mm-hmm. And we were talking during the break with uh, one of our, uh, our, our crew Groupies. here that sits in the, um, <laughs> in the, uh, the studio. And I really, this is one of those cases where I'm like, oh, God, why was that on the air? Yeah. Because it was so great. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian pointed out, and I th- I'm going to try to recap here because I think what was said was really important because he sure. found the middle road between where we're um, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And rather than you know uh, d- debating it, I want to point out what what he said. And he okay. was talking about chimpanzees versus bonobos and how no, they're both kinds of primates and yes. they're both great apes that are basically equidistant from humans on the evolutionary tree yes so we share a lot of dna in common with chimps and a lot in common with bonobos yes right and so a lot of people will say that because chimpanzees have been observed to have um, some violent behavior mm-hmm. infanticide rape um, beating and you know dismembering oh, yeah. those kind of things um, they kill each other. They do. They they fight a lot. Um, and bonobos, on the other hand, um, have never been observed to have those violent nope. um, behaviors. They They're never... much like, more likely to give a BJ. Yeah, they have a lot of sex for fun, actually. Yeah. <laughs> every, bonobos have sex for every fun. Every combination of bonobos with every other. And, you know. and they, they, you know, sort of, they figure out their social social hierarchy based on sex. And it's, you know, it's... I don't think they really, have much of a hierarchy, actually. Uh, uh, the there's, gorillas are more hierarchical. But people anyway. would have to, uh, to read about them. To, I mean, I know, yeah. you know, basic They're stuff. They're basically about bonobos are peaceful. Chimps seem to be violent. Right? More so. So what's and, the difference between chimps and bonobos? And what Brian speculated was scarcity, that one side of the Congo River had um, less scarcity than the other. The bonobos never had to learn tool making. They never had to learn they were too violence. busy having sex. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're all just sleeping in one big pile there. <laughs> Monkey pile. <laughs> Monkey pile. Puddle puddle. And, you know, and, and so the suggestion was that scarcity was causing this. And I think that that's probably true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that I don't think that humans are inherently violent. They're inherently capable of violence, just as the bonobos are incapable of violence if they yeah. wanted to. Bunnies fight. Uh, I would agree with that. I, I would agree. And what they do is they fight over things, mm-hmm. and they usually fight over things, commodities. And there's a few of them that... Uh, that <laughs> yeah, we all know your favorite one, Mark, uh, right. well, that I, you it, love it, to say. I just... Uh, you know, if, if you want to have another term for it or whatever, you know, uh, the animal kingdom, ro- procreation is important, and uh, mm-hmm. males fight over the ability to have... Uh, to be able to procreate it's not uncommon um and females generally don't have to fight over that there's not the females out there rearing up at each other female grizzly bears rearing up at each other in order to be able to to mate with the bear um the the, the big boar mm-hmm. but he'll, in, in he'll, bonobos he'll spread it around <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so but yeah. scarcity's not there. So I know. there's not the fight. I agree with you, Mark, that, that human beings like do have the capacity for violence, especially if they're if they're traumatized or desensitized to it and they're tra- taught to accept violence as okay. But um I think that if you look at like the military, I mean the the total the process of, you know, kind of training people to accept killing and to revel in killing mm-hmm. and to uh, to cope with it in certain ways that don't really you know a- allow them to think about it too deeply yep. i guess uh, you know why do people have to be taught that like if if humans were like an inherently violent species then why would there have to be those sort of training camps where they break you down mentally and you know try I, to get you to accept killing i think that probably the the, the way to get good at killing is killing um but you know, I, I agree that they make their, uh, you know, their efforts to dehumanize the enemy and um, that, you know, have it so that you rely on training and all those things. And that's probably, to some extent, a good way to just remain alive mm-hmm. um, when on in a battlefield situation. Yeah. I, but again, that's scarcity and that's conflict. You know, you know they put you in, you know, they, they used to put soldiers behind soldiers in order to prevent the soldiers from turning around and running away. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was relatively common because they didn't have things. Nationalism wasn't this uh, idea that uh, was as pervasive. You don't need to do that now. Um, you know, I mean, because you know, people, that's my flag and I'll fight and I'll die for that flag. And yeah. that flag's important when really that flag represents a bunch of old lying, cheating politicians in yeah. Washington, D.C. Um, well, that gets to a the really important point about this for me is that I I get a little bit um, uncomfortable when people say things like humans are a violent uh, people. You know, people are just violent by by sheer human nature. That's the way we are, because I think that can be a justification for violence. Okay. Like if, if that's how humans are, then I, it must be OK. Right. And no, it's not OK. You know, I, I don't want to excuse violence or condone it. And I I think that there is a lot of evidence that, you know, you know there might not be um oh, go ahead, Mark. Studying the Quakers, um mm-hmm. I've studied a people that believe in peace. But as the time goes from, you know, Quakers didn't initially, in the first decade, didn't initially believe in peace. They took on some other groups like the Diggers and the, the Ranters and just a bunch of other groups. And, the Ranters? Um, the, 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 the Ranters, yes. <laughs> um, you can you read about it in the English Revolution. But anyway. I think I'm a ranter. <laughs> Um, They took on these different groups, and at some point they figured, well, we can't fight the man, so the best thing to do is to be peaceful. Mm -hmm. And that was about maybe, you know, within the first decade. As, you know, generations went on, I don't think the Quakers understood why they were nonviolent. You know, they're, you know, kids upon kids. They don't understand the purposes of it. So I think you actually have to experience the violence, at least in your heart, if -hmm. nothing else. In order to turn away from it, to see that it is not a good solution to problems, um, you know, and, and that's one of my observations uh, along the way. I'd say that, yes, children that were raised in peaceful environs are likely to be peaceful people. I will mm-hmm. absolutely concede that um, in, a, okay. in a moment. But at the same time, I think that, you know, that, that violence perpetuates itself and has perpetuated yes. itself since the dawn of time, probably yeah. due to scarcity. You know, somebody said, wow, we can uh, go out and do a lot of work or we could just go over there and take it from them. And, uh, you know, some did, some didn't. And it probably, you know, these things seem to, to, to go on. Well, and some probably, you know, some humans probably lived in like groups where they kind of shared things like food and stuff like that. So it Absolutely. mitigated the scarcity. And yep. then there was like reci- reciprocal 
uh, sharing so that like if one person can I don't know whether it mitigates the scarcity or not. I mean, you know, there's a lot of evidence that communism um, actually creates scarcity, but, you know, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, not not as a political system. I'm talking just like kind of tribes of people mm-hmm. that might have lived together in like small camps or nomadic things like hunters and gatherers. Um, I think if you were raised some of the contemporary it? ones like the, the contemporary hunters and gatherers mm-hmm. that have been studied by anthropologists, they will actually do things like when they go out, you know, some people will uh, Go out you can't to gather eat a food. Whole pig by yourself. Right, right, exactly. And and some people will come back with like you know empty-handed, and some will come back with a big you know they hit the jackpot and get a lot of yams or Lots whatever. Lots of roots. Hey, look at this little squiggling grub. <laughs> Yum. Well, they probably did eat insects I'm too. I'm sure they did. Uh, insects are. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're eating lobster or shrimp, you're eating insects essentially. I mean, what are they? The, the, exactly. <laughs> and and they say they taste the same. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, if you have uh, if you have shellfish allergies, don't eat the crickets. Um, I mean. You know, yeah, these are good tip. little bits of advice, but sure, they, you know, I think that sharing inside of a uh, society is going to create bigger, you know, better bonds. And, mm-hmm. and if it's, it's more a, like a family, it's like a large family, yeah, I, I would say exactly like that. Yeah. And I mean, I think the world is getting more peaceful. As it time is. Goes I would on. agree with you that the world is getting more peaceful because violence is a poor system for solving problems, not because the uh, people are choosing scarcity. to break the cycle of violence for themselves. Mm-hmm. I personally have decided to break the cycle of violence for myself, yeah. and other people like me are going on and doing that. Now, I every single day you have to do this. If you're going to be a lovelutionary, and you know, I hope <laughs> to be, you've got every single day to work on that and try to uh, you know, show love and, and peace to your neighbor. Yeah. It's Ben Mark. And Stephanie. You can check us out at freetalklive.com. Download anything you want and uh, play around on the board. freetalklive.com.